Our scripture reading this morning is from John 19, 16 to 22. The soldiers took Jesus prisoner. Carrying his cross by himself, he went out to a place called the Skull Place in Aramaic Golgotha. That's where they crucified him. And two others with him, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a public notice written and posted on the cross. It read, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. Therefore, the Jewish chief priests complained to Pilate, don't write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I've written. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Let's turn together to 329. Were you there? What are the verses we're singing, Megan? Verses 1 through 5.
Glenn Boyd. Glenn Boyd uh, was executed in Alabama in 2011. It's the only execution I have been present for, not in the room, but just outside the walls of the prison. He was a friend of some people in my Chicago church, and we traveled down so they could be with him in the week before his execution. And we held vigil, and the sun did not refuse to shine, um, but a hawk flew overhead in the minutes uh, when he was executed, killed brutally by the state. Glenn Boyd. Presente. I didn't necessarily intend to start that way, but thank you, Amy, for helping us to call to mind in our prayers those facing uh, those facing the death penalty um, right now in our community. Each one a beloved, beloved child of God, beloved human, life taken. We keep saying this, but boy, this has been tough. Week five, week five of trial and crucifixion of Jesus. I have never before in all my life dwelt in this story week after week after week the way we have these weeks. I am finding this is the brutal gift of the Gospel of John and this narrative lectionary that gave us the opportunity to follow John's telling of this tale. John, for whom half the gospel is this passion narrative. That's why it's not Palm Sunday. The palms happened way back in chapter 12, 11. It's way back, (laughs) way back. We are so far past the palms for John. Week five of trial and execution. The empire wields fear as its tool of destruction. The empire wields fear, manipulation, coercive power over, and ultimately death. The empire wields death. It is its final and ultimate tool in the toolbox. It is the final trick up empire's sleeve. It is the final thing that helps the empire feel powerful and hold on to its tenuous power over. Because let us be clear, power over is always tenuous. It is always barely hanging on by a thread. The empire wields death, its final and ultimate power over the people. Jesus, through the Gospel of John, Jesus came in humility, wielding the power of life 
And in fact, in the Gospel of John, we have a slightly different take. As you may recall, we started this Lenten journey with Lazarus. There we go. Lazarus coming out of the tomb. In the Synoptic Gospels, they all point to the overturning of the tables in the temple. So Jesus comes in on Palm Sunday, overturns the table of the temple, and that's really kind of the final straw that leads to his execution and death. John keeps pointing back to Lazarus. It's different in the Gospel of John. Lazarus is sort of the linchpin. Lazarus is the turning of the tables because Jesus, having come in humility, wields the power of life in the face of empire-wielding death. Wields the power of life and he gets killed for it. Not only does Jesus wield that power of life, but he calls those around him, his disciples and his followers, to come (laughs) to that same way of being in the world, that other way of being that stands in stark contrast to the way of the power over of the empire. Jesus calls us to, as John says, Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus comes in humility, wielding the power of life, calling his followers to the same. Love one another as I have loved you. It is a different kind of self-giving love that looks like failure to the world's eyes. As we have journeyed through John and we're nearing the end of this long and wondrous journey through the Gospel of John, uh, this is also an opportunity to reflect back on what we have heard. We knew coming into it we were going to hear them, and then we have indeed heard them. And here we are looking back, all of those I am statements from Jesus throughout the Gospel. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. I am the gate, the doorway. I am living water. Let all who thirst come to me. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and life. Are you getting the broken record there? Life, life, life. So many I am statements, so many of them having to do with life. This is the power that Jesus came wielding in the world. Life and love. And also, of course, word. While Jesus doesn't ever himself in the Gospel of John say, I am the word, it is so very clearly for John important from the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The logos, the incarnate word, the word who takes on flesh, the word who takes on full human experience, the word who comes wielding life and speaking truth, the word who gets killed for it, who gets on that moving sidewalk of the carceral system and doesn't hop off 
the true word who, after I preached last week, a thing that occurred to me later in the week was, I feel proud. I don't always say I feel proud to be a Christian (laughs) because of the ways that it gets embodied in the world. Um, I feel really proud that our faith centers the story of a man whom Glenn Boyd could understand more fully than me. Glenn Boyd executed in Atmore, Alabama. Would have had insights into Jesus' experience that I don't have, not having ever ended up on the moving sidewalk of our carceral system. So Jesus, as John proclaims, is a word, an incarnate word, a human word, a true word, who gave himself over fully to that life-giving love. A word who spoke with his whole life, his whole being, love one another as I have loved you. So that's who John says Jesus is. Those are the things that Jesus says Jesus is. I am these many things. Pilate. (laughs) Pilate says something a little different. Pilate posts that sign, King of the Jews, in three different languages. The Jewish leaders who have been negotiating with Pilate all along say, you can't say king of the Jews, say this man said he was king of the Jews. And Pilate, I have written what I have written. And I wonder if this is the moment at which those Jewish leaders realize they've been played. They've been played by Pilate because Pilate got them to claim ultimate authority to the emperor and now is shaming them with this sign for all the world to see that Jesus is the King of the Jews. I wonder if that's the moment when they realize that for anyone, but very specifically in this story, for religious leaders to get in bed with the empire, uh, well, it doesn't lead to life. Let's just say that. It doesn't lead to life. We have the opportunity today, and you, like me, may be influenced by these five excruciating weeks of trial and torture and now execution, or as James Cone would be sure to remind us, lynching. We can't understand this story without understanding the history of lynching. You may be influenced like I am by these five excruciating weeks of trial, torture, and crucifixion, but we have the opportunity to reflect on who is Jesus to us? Who is Jesus to you? We've heard Jesus say, I am, for these last months. We've seen what Pilate is posting of who Jesus is. Who is Jesus to you?
We're moving into a time of response, and Amy will talk a little bit more about what that is, but what I want to encourage you to think about, we're going to have a chance here to reflect on who Jesus is to us. And here, you can be a little more wordy, you can maybe include a phrase or an image, but the word cloud, that's going to be an exercise in coming down to a word. Who is Jesus to you in a word? Friend, guide, teacher, Lord, bread, water, gate, shepherd, life, light, resurrection. I mean, I can come up with a hundred, and I don't know if I'll be able to come up with the one. Uh, but that is the, that is the wondrous um, gift of being part of a collective. So friends, here we are after five excruciating weeks of trial, torture, and now crucifixion, faced with an incarnate word, a God who became flesh and dwelt among us, a God who got on that carceral system, moving sidewalk, a God who embodied life-giving love, a God who called us to do the same, love one another as I have loved you. May we indeed do that in this community, in the neighborhood beyond this church community, in our families, sometimes that's the toughest place, and in the world. May we love one another as Jesus has loved us.